so we can all just breathe. Let's welcome ourselves to the space together. Let the rain fall down. So thirsty the ground. Inhale from the like the river. And tries to control the water. Build his dams to fuel his Everything that's happened today, all the messages we've received, all the pictures we've received, constantly attaching to us. Let's shake that off. Really be present with the song, feel into the music, high frequency music, it's our vibration. We can really be present with it and feel into it. Can you express if you feel thoughtful? Invite you into this place. Do your presence here, all of you here. We're only here for one hour. That's it. Let's wait till we need it. So feel the magic. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Pop in the chat. How are we all feeling? Pop in. How are we feeling? Or oh, I will do a poll. I'm going to do a poll now. See how we are all doing. Or feel free to pop in the chat.
Okay, the poll is off. How are you? How are you? Possible to be them all at once as well. <laughs> oh, look at this. Equally, uh, equally distributed. Some of us are excited, some of us are tired, some of us are drained, some of us are emotional. I'm feeling good today. Over the weekend, I've been a blibbering wreck, triggered by an old, oh, an old elderly couple that embraced each other and was crying deep. Miss, yeah, gardening. Yeah, I, I can't see the pole. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why. Can't the pole is click more than them pole. Thank you so much. I'm glad we got to connect with each other. Okay. So I may be able to share these. Yeah, share results. So everybody should be able to see the results of the poll. Um. And yeah, it's totally, totally possible for us to be all of them, all of them at once, all of them at once. Okay, so we're going to begin with our workshop and we will leave some time for the end to have a catch up and we'll shake it off as well and do a nice visualization so we can all sleep with ease tonight sleep with ease okay okay let's begin Ooh. overcoming ego centrism and personalization so let's begin and if you've got a pen a pad please make some notes and we are going to go over it at the end personalization is a common form of negative thinking it is the belief that we are entirely to blame for something even though we has little or even nothing to do with the outcome. If we even apply, it can even apply to situations that have nothing to do with us at all. We can also blame others for something that wasn't their fault. We all personalize to some extent. So let's think of an example. Um, 
you're going somewhere with your friend and your friend says, you know what, I just really wanted to have this experience on my own. Um, Personalisation would be, oh, she doesn't want to go with me. Um, Personalisation and egocentrism is when we, we make it all about ourselves. Everything's about us. And actually, our friend who would like to go somewhere just wants to have the experience and they should be able to be in that truth without us personalizing and projecting that onto them. So that's one 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 form of how we can how we can personalize. Okay, we'll move on. Symptoms of personalization, feeling like we are to blame when someone else does not have a good time when they are with us, believing uh, we are being intentionally excluded from a group or an event, deciding, deciding others are blaming us for something. Something that we had little to do with or no control over at all. Assuming that we have been targeted by somebody's behavior when it actually has nothing to do with us and more to do with them. Okay. How can we stop personalizing so we can check our control? When we feel ourselves beginning to personalize in a situation, we should ask ourselves, what are we actually in control of here? Did we have any control over all of the factors that led to the outcome that we are blaming ourselves for? It's most likely that we did not have any control and the blame is, is misplaced. So checking our control and checking ourselves. So am I making this about me? Is this actually about me? Because when we really delve into this and we look at the truth of it is, it, it's actually quite self-centered. When, when we look at the, the shadow aspects of this, to be assuming that everything is our fault um, or it's something that we have done, it's, it's us putting everything on us instead of actually looking at this with an open mind and looking at the 25,000 factors that actually occur in any given situation. And a lot of the time, it's to do with the other person, how they behave. So how I behave has got everything to do with me and, and nothing to do with you. You could show up to me one day in one way and show up to me the next day in another way. And my response to you will be the same, regardless of how you show up to me, because how I show up has got something to do with me. And I don't change how I show up depending on the way people show up with me. I am me and nobody has that control to be able to change how I show up for myself. I'm going to show up how I show up regardless of what anybody else is doing. And therefore, nobody else has got any control then over my state. So it's not to say, oh, you're going to be mean to me and I'm just going to show up with love. That's not how I show up, regardless if somebody is showing up in love, truth, hate, sadness, whatever they, however they are showing up with me, my response is always the same. And that is love, truth, love. 
love truth love love truth love love truth love love truth love if we show up in just love then we can um we can actually be manipulating people um and it can also be a form of people pleasing and if we show up in just truth it's quite brutal it's brutal and that can be us in a state of fear a state of defense a state of protection protecting ourselves um showing up really like um quite blunt so love truth love check our responsibility when we begin placing blame on ourselves for how we assume someone else is feeling we should ask ourselves if we are responsible for how they think or they feel unless we did something specific to receive that reaction we have no responsibility or control around their thoughts or their feelings and even still in this space there's nothing that you can do to re to um deserve a reaction so unless we did something specifically to receive a reaction so you could come on here now put your mic off and start roaring at me that would mean you're doing something specifically for a reaction that you might get but I'm, I'm never going to give you a reaction regardless I'll always be in love truth love so this is how we get into a state where nothing and nobody else can actually control us so regardless of how somebody reacts to us we still don't deserve the reaction we still don't deserve the reaction and then what that does is then whoever reacts with us is then taking on the pain and nobody grows so it would be best for me to go love truth love and hand whatever you're given to me back to you and then you can take it and grow whereas when we react we take it we're accepting it when we react we're accepting what has just happened and then that other person doesn't get to take it back and they don't get to grow so it's sitting with what it is and how we're feeling and we might want to say something and we should say something regardless but it's going, okay, I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to be in my truth, but it's going to be from love, truth, love. So for instance, um, I understand that you are feeling upset. It's not okay to, um, one of my boundaries is I don't allow people to intentionally raise their voice at me. I understand that you might be irate at the moment and I appreciate that, but I wanted to share my truth. So there's like a love, a truth, a love. It's not like, oh, don't worry, or who are you talking to? <laughs> you know, that's only one or the other. So it's like it's the sandwich again. Okay, we'll move on. Defensiveness comes from trying to protect ourselves. This means we are not listening to the other person. We are listening to ourselves. So when somebody says something to us and we instantly go with defense, it hits something in us. There's some sort of trigger or there's some sort of wound within us that has told us, come on, quick, guard up, armor on, quick. We're not safe here. We're not safe here. And then in that moment, our brain is actually turned off in being able to listen to the other person. So the other person might have said something that somebody else mightn't have got defensive over. 
but maybe it's a trigger for us. So we did get defensive over it. Therefore, then we can't actually hear anything that the person is saying. It's like we've already de- our brain and all of our energy, our nervous system, all of our body is focusing on keeping us safe. So it's it's understanding that defensiveness is a plays a massive key. That word defensiveness, as soon as that comes up, you know, you know that's your way. That's your way. There's something that's happening in that situation that's not making you feel safe. And it's nobody else's responsibility to make us feel safe because in all honesty, we will never feel safe with others if we don't feel safe with inside our own body. So when we show up and we feel this sense of, oh, I'm getting a bit defensive, and this is normal, by the way, and we all have this. We all have this. It's just us paying close attention to when it crops up for us and going, okay, I got defensive then. So there's something there for me. Where do I need to delve into this? Because I'm making a story up. I'm actually making a story up that's not necessarily true. It's from my past or something that's happened to me. And what I'm then going to do is I'm going to project it onto the other person. And I'm not going to be able to listen to them or build a connection at all. So, yeah, defensiveness. Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. It's our, it's our guide. It's our guide. Okay, we'll move on. Our ego protects our inner child. So think of our ego as our inner child's dad. Our ego protects our inner child. It protects our wounds. If we want to move through our ego, we must heal our inner child. The ego gives us an alarm of what we need to heal. So as soon as our ego shows up, which, you know, what we're talking about, personalization and defensiveness, as soon as that shows up, we again know that there's something deeper within us and that's an alarm for us. And the the quickest way to deal with it is before we start analyzing and figuring everything out, the first thing to do is get our body into a safe space because as soon as that crops up, our nervous system's gone into high alert. So it's very difficult for us to be in our body and be present and be in our heart space or even listen to anybody. So there might be, you might do some tapping maybe on your heart. You might um, hold yourself. You might rock. You might do something here, whatever, whatever supports you in calming yourself. You might connect to your breath. You might put one hand on your heart and one on, on, one on your tummy and really inhale and exhale three times before you even begin. So you choose what you would use as soon as this happens so when this crops up for me when I personalize when I when I go into defense I don't feel safe in my body that's the facts that's that's the facts of what it is I don't feel safe in my body how can I feel safe in my body right now and get get there first come back to center come back to ourselves and then we deal with the actual work but Let's always remember to to make ourselves feel safe first. Okay, we'll move on. Our ego is the subconscious perception that we have of ourselves. It's the I we have formed. It's our identity. It's not necessarily real. It's a made-up personality from our past experiences, things that have happened in our life. So, for instance... 
if we lived in somewhere where there was war and somewhere where there wasn't, we would, we would necessarily, in those spaces, we might have heard a lot of gunshots and we might have a lot of triggers around that sound, but if it was somewhere else, we wouldn't. So these are all ways how our life shapes this identity. It literally molds this pretend person. It, it makes up a person that's not real. And it creates a whole identity around this person. So I might have grown up saying, oh my goodness, I don't even know. You only, you only toast one side of the bread. And I might say, I only like one side of the bread toasted. Maybe that's how my family have toasted the bread. Now I've found a little, a little box, a little thing for me that's creating my identity. Now, how do I know that if I haven't had the other side toasted? Am I taking on that belief because it's tradition or it's in the family? Is it, is it really what I like? Is it really what I believe? This is, this is what we are all moving through together. We are moving through shattering this fake identity. This programmed version of us that is not actually real. It's being created from all of our experiences and we're undoing that together to get to the core of us, of our true selves, so that we can stand firmer in our truth and know what's right for us, not for society, not for our family, not what's seen to be right or what is wrong or whatever, just us. And it doesn't matter what that is. It could be seen to someone as bad, it could be seen to someone else as good. All that matters is that we're true. All that matters is that we're authentic. Nothing else matters. There's no good or bad. There's just fucking real. There's no good or bad. It's just real. We don't need to be anything other than ourselves. Hey, we'll move on. And our ego is not our enemy, no. It's not. It guides us. We are not the main character in everyone else's story. No one cares and everyone has their own stuff. This is a this is a, was a big shift for me. This was a huge shift for me when um I was taking things on or thinking someone was saying something or when I, at that phase in my life when I was stuck completely in my mind where I couldn't think about anything else and at, around this time I had actually had a breakdown and everything was heightened. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. Um, I was, I had to journal like at least seven or eight pages a day just to be able to function because I was that stuck in my head and my nervous system was shattered and I didn't know how to get into my body. And, um, yeah, thinking people were judging me or people were talking about me or all of these stories I made up that drove me insane literally drove me insane we are not the main character in everyone else's story let's think about all the things that we think about all day where do we need to go what do we need to do uh, should i have said that shouldn't i have said that what shall i do with this what do we're not actually sitting there analyzing what we believe of everyone else so how is anyone else sitting there analyzing everything they believe about us and this is the egocentric uh traits that that show up um within us and these begin in childhood and they can we can not grow out of them 
or they can come back from time to time. Okay, we'll move on. Let's talk about the studies, the science, the research and the psychology behind egocentrism. So Piaget is a, a psychologist who studied the different stages within children. So egocentrism is a tendency of children to view the environment only from their own point of view. So they don't understand your point of view, their friend's point of view, the teacher's point of view, nobody else's point of view. They don't even know that there's another point of view. There's only their point of view. And why don't you get their point of view? Why don't you understand what they are saying? Because there is no other way. There's only their way. And I've got an adult in my family who are still in this stage of egocentrism. We have people all around us. Um, so Piaget, his theory is that the degree of egocentrism is directly related to the child's level of cognitive development now bear in mind that this the cognitive development of a child can be held back when we are in a state of survival or we've suffered significant trauma because our brain is not actually focused on development it's focused on survival so a lot of us can learn these um move through these stages uh later parts of our life so look here we've got the infant stage birth to two children are just learning to recognize and interact with the environment and in this meaning they are completely egocentric a toddler and a preschooler ages two to six children are able to represent the world to themselves in symbols and images but are unable to distinguish their point of view from another's the middle child stage, ages 6 to 12, children develop greater cognitive abilities and therefore have declined levels of egocentrism and are able to visualise a situation from another point of view. So they're able to basically, at this age between 6 and 12, what's that saying? Put the shoe on the other foot or something like that. They're able to stand in somebody else's shoes, but it's not until then that they can even contemplate what that other person is, you know, their, their point. And to not understand that this is my point and this is their point. They're not right and I'm not right. So let's look at a six and a nine, for instance. Let's look at the number six. I'm standing here and you're standing there, okay? And there's a six between us on the floor. I'm going to scream at you. It's a six. And you're going to be like, it's a nine. And I'm like, no, it's a six. And you'll be like, no, it's, it's a nine. <laughs> but if me and you change positions and actually get into each other's field, each other's experience, each other's body, really have empathy and compassion for the other person's experience, we can actually see what they see then we understand that actually we're not right and neither are they it's just the view in which we are looking from 
So the adolescent stage is 12 to 19. Egocentrism, fear that declines as individuals, um, develop the ability for... Develop, develop the ability to fully abstract thought and then are able to analyze a situation from many different perspectives. So they're able to walk around that number six then and go, okay, I'm standing here. Okay, uh, what does it look like from here? Okay, I'm standing here. What does it look like from here? Um, egocentric children are not intentionally selfish or inconsiderate. They simply have not yet developed the ability to see another's viewpoint. Now, when we find when we are in our adult lives and we're still in these egocentric stages, again, this is not selfish or inconsiderate. It looks that way, but we actually haven't developed our brain and our cognitive abilities. And this can be from the amount of trauma that are, has held back our cognitive development. Because as we mentioned earlier, when we, when we suffer trauma, our brain is not focused on development at all at all it's uh it's focused on surviving and that's the same for a lot of children who are in school who have suffered trauma they uh, are not actually learning at that point because they're just focused on staying alive and we haven't been taught how to self-regulate and come into our bodies that's why it's so important for us to know how to come back to our center to our heart space okay we'll move on Overcoming egocentrism. Realizing other people have viewpoints, desires that differ from us. Awareness of need, understanding it is not only useful, but necessary to consider another's perspective. We don't always understand. We don't always understand. And it's letting go of, okay, that's your, that's your view. And that doesn't mean my view is wrong. Social. Reading another person's actions and imagining that person's point of view. So as we mentioned before, really stepping into that other person's world. How are they feeling in this moment? Maybe the guy's just come out of the garage and he's, beeping crazy as he's speeding around the corner and our initial thought would be oh my god like slow down or whatever our initial thought would be which will all be different actually what is going on in his life that he's so irate so hurried maybe he's had a phone call and someone's ill at home maybe he's late for work and if he's late one more time he's going to get fired and then he's going to lose his house we actually don't know what is going on in everyone else's life. And it's it's stepping back and just being okay. Where where else could this be coming from other than just, you know, anger or selfishness or being inconsiderate or what? Where else can it be coming from? And that's when we really lean into our heart and our heart begins to open more and more and more and more and more. And we can be, begin to see others' perspectives. And we're unable to do that until we overcome this. I will move on. And it's just knowing when it's showing up in our lives, you know, and understanding it. Just write down now how this may be showing up in your life. 
this is really important because this is the integration of our learning. So it's really important to take the time now to actually switch this on yourself. And what have you actually learned here from listening to this? What, what came to your mind? What cropped up for you? What situations did you start thinking of? Did you have some negative self-talk going on while we were speaking about that? Did you have lots of positive different observations, things that you've overcome and you actually have stepped into other people's shoes? What actually came up for you from this discussion? Explore here how this is currently showing up in your life. We'll just give a little minute and then we'll move on to the next question. Okay, we'll move on. How does this make you feel? And why? Lean into your heart. How do you feel? Not what are you thinking? How do you feel? How are you feeling? What emotions are there? Okay, we'll move on. How is having the understanding of this going to empower you to move forward in your life? What are your main takeaways from this? So let's really, let's really get this now. Maybe it's just a bullet point. What is it that you're taking away from this? Maybe it's as soon as I feel defensive, I'm going to breathe into my body. Like, what did you take? We will have all taken different things from this, each of us. Different parts will have spoken to us. Maybe it's the understanding that, ah, okay, so when um, when my ego comes into play and I think I'm being judged, this is actually a sign that I need to connect with my inner child because the ego is my inner child's father. It's the protector. What did you take from this? It's pointless as learning anything if we can't implement what we're learning into our day-to-day -day life. Even one bullet point. One bullet point is incredible. It's a change for us. We don't want to learn, learn, learn and not put anything into practice. Maybe it was the communication with the love, truth, love. Regardless of how anybody shows up to us, we always respond in the same way. 
What did you take away from this? Okay, we'll move on. That's, that's the end. Okay, perfect.